Hello and welcome to Cinema Subculture, the podcast where we discuss everything strange, obscure and downright messed up in the world of movies. My name's Gary. And I'm Simon. Welcome to episode 21. Human Centipede 2. Yes. Slash a wee bit of one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just for reference sake. So this is a film from 2011, I believe. It was um, directed by the Dutch director Tom Six. Yep. Real name, do you think? Um, probably not. Well, he's, is it his wife that produces with him? Yeah, it's my sister, name. I think. Oh, his sister, right. Yeah. Okay. He's got the same surname. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> got you. <laughs> I don't know if that means they both Let me just check Wikipedia. Maybe yeah, they both nope, yeah, she does. Two, oh, that's right. <laughs> two stage names. They both Yeah, yeah. So. the same thing. Um, I mean, be, it seems... It doesn't seem anything on the internet about um, it being a fake name, but... Anyways... Maybe just be a cool right. name, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, so he directed, or he released, sorry, Human Centipede 2 in 2011. Uh, the first one was out in 2009, was that right? No, 2010? And I believe he said he wanted to make the first one look like My Little Pony. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> successful. I'd, I'd say so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, we should probably reference or talk about the first one a little bit okay. shall we yeah sure uh, we watched that or I, you, know, you watched I it I didn't watch it again right okay so I watched it for the first, the first time I've seen it so right. um, apparently the title or the, the premise came from a joke between him he was talking about what he would do to like child murderers or whatever right, and, you know, okay. stitch them mouth to anus or to a big uh, truck driver oh yeah um, I, quite, I, I quite enjoyed the first one okay I thought it was um I think it was half as cheesy as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be really, like, oh, no, you know, cringe, like... Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, Some people are sitting, probably sitting there saying it is fucking like that. But I didn't think it was... I've seen worse. Right, <laughs> right okay. Um, I thought it was very polished looking, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, quite a traditional, like, torture porn, kind of, like... I've never seen Hostel, but something like that, you know, like, right. kind of... That premise, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The American girls, you know, the car breaks down. Right. Um, they stomp through the forest and one's shouting at the other ridiculously. Right. <laughs> um, and then they get mutilated by a German doctor. Right. Um, but I know, I, I quite liked it. I thought he, the guy that played, um, is it Heiter? Dr. Heiter? Right, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was, it was very over the top, but um, I thought it was quite good. It okay. was... It was um, it was quite chilling at first when he, you know, when he was the dot there and he, like, he was, you know, drugging them up and things like that. Um, I say I quite enjoyed it. I did. Right. What did you think? The only f- thing I felt with it was, um, it didn't. It wasn't. It didn't feel like it was that well made in the sense of a traditional horror where it was no tension. Um, there was no really suspense to it because mm. I think it didn't. Fulfill itself as a like, body horror type right. thing. Yeah, no, okay. Because yeah, that's right. what I, if I remember rightly, you don't really see any of the actual surgery. Well, you see like um, incisions and cutting. Okay. And you see the, like cutting the flaps at the ass and, and oh, right. like cutting the cheeks. Okay. And you see him like pulling out the teeth with the. Well, you don't see lots of it, but right. you see it. Okay. Um, I mean, there wasn't a lot of blood and gore. But I thought it. I thought for what it was, like a very kind of. As I say, that kind of style of thing. It was a very clean feeling. Yeah. You know, um, quite sanitised, very kind of 
you know the whole hundred percent medically accurate kind of thing. Right. Like it, 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 very much. It felt quite sterile. Right. To, to, you know what I mean? Like um, again, that's me comparing it in my head to the sequel. I guess you know like that's the way I would describe. You know, compared the first one felt very sterile and clean and very polished and um of a look. You know, like right. the effects and things like that. They weren't there wasn't loads of blood everywhere. It wasn't you know. Yeah. Well, I felt I felt it played more like a. Like a kind of serial killer movie where you've got the victims trapped in the yeah, basement or something, and yeah. as the tension is them being discovered, yeah. they're trying to escape. But it wasn't really effective as that, uh, and it was too. It was kind of had a lot of sort of comedy in it. It, it was played slightly for comedy, mm. but it wasn't quite campy enough to be like a total like fun kind of exploitation thing. It was somewhere just kind of floating in the middle with all those. What, um, I'm just. Ask like what parts specifically did you think were funny or playing for the comedy? Um, well, I felt he was quite a campy villain, but mm, I, I felt he was very over the top. Did you feel it was quite serious? I don't know. I did. Um, uh, has been. A I while. felt it, like he was almost like eccentric. Okay, so there was yeah. one bit. Sorry, no, you're right. Um, probably my fa- one of my favorite things about that the first film, and I think I want a t a t shirt that says it was the the, the gravestone of the dogs. My Liba three hunt. Right. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says that. I don't know why. The first time I saw it, I knew ex- like obviously like seeing the picture at the beginning. I was like, oh my god, right. that's amazing. <laughs> um, so I th- I felt that you're saying about the tension. That was for me the tension was and the part that made me really kind of think, oh, like this is this is fucked up. Like f- like I mean again comparison, other films maybe not so, but just when he was showing them the the, the screen the right. the, the projector mm. of what he was going to do yeah and i thought it's bad enough isn't it but he's, <laughs> he's literally in, in 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 detail he's telling them exactly what he's right. going to do to them and i thought that is that 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 to me was the, where the, the tension came up because and like you know because you were like i mean you knew it was going to happen i guess but i guess you could have maybe suspended a little bit of belief and thought is this really going to happen okay yeah it was quite interesting because i remember when it was coming out mm-hmm it was a bit of a phenomenon in the sense that it's what's the word um, expanded to the kind of popular consciousness in yeah, a way uh-huh. the, the kind of idea of the film everybody knew, everybody people, knew the kind of yeah who, they, who would never really into horror like extreme thing were like talking about oh, it sounds so crazy such a crazy idea um, and then I think for me it was maybe it was too mainstream it wasn't, mm. didn't you fulfil the kind of nastiness that you might have yeah, expected if you're more mm. into that type of thing, but... I mean, um, is it, do you think it's the title that, that, that was... Because obviously, like, something like a Serbian film or Antichrist doesn't put it right out in front of the street what's yeah, happening in the film. maybe. Whereas this is, like, the human centipede, and, like, what do you mean? And it literally is, like, you know, you see in the front cover even, right. you know, the three people, and, yeah. um, and there's, there's stills from them together. Mm-hmm. And like people are like, that's fucked up, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you think that's what it is? Because like, could be like, even I'm trying to think of other like, you don't always get it right there on the title, right? You know what's because yeah. from that title you kind of know. Yeah, I think Kim Newman said about it that it was a like, a revolting premise, but it actually turns out to be a fairly conventional horror film. Sure, sure. It's funny. I was talking to someone about it at my work. I was saying that I was watching these films. Um, I mentioned I just watched the first one, and they were like, oh yeah, like my boyfriend slash husband whatever um was really into that kind of stuff as well um he liked that one like what was it um 
like Mega Shark versus right. Piranha, okay. Super Piranha, something right. like that. Um, all right, like, <laughs> and I was like, aye, aye, but like, so obviously that's maybe what it comes across to some right, people okay. in the popular, like, yeah, when yeah. it's one of these kind of, you know, <laughs> Shark the Puss. <laughs> um, so I thought that was quite amusing. Right, <laughs> the human centipede. So, um, I see, I, I, I enjoyed the first one enough, and I thought it was fucked up to an extent. It's more, more in premise, I guess, than than actual execution. Um, I thought, I thought it managed to pull off, you know, enough of a idea of what was going on without going too graphic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the kind of propaganda around it led me to believe that it was going to be worse. Right, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, uh, but I think that the the thing that probably helped it for me was was literally that the the scene where he, he describes it and lays it all out for them. Mm. You know, the cutting of the knee tendons, and I mean mm-hmm. that was that was I was like, oh my god, like, that's fucked up. Like that's, I just felt that's so cruel. You know, it just really felt like I kind of leaving a death to these okay. folk. <laughs> um, but yeah, it definitely was quite restrained. Yeah, looking back, you know what I mean, especially. Uh, as we move into the sequel. Right. <laughs> so we'll move into that now, eh? Yep. I mean, that's what we're here to talk about, I think, okay. really. That's the, the one that's worthy of our time more, Aye. I think. Um, uh, yeah, this is a, a nasty piece of work, pretty much. Um, doesn't pull its punches at all. No, not um, at all. I think it, it, if you're going to rank the kind of most fucked up films of all time, send my shout. Man, I'm, I'm, I was watching it and getting yeah. near the end and I was like, this could... Uh, this I want to say this is the most fucked up film I've seen right that's Aye. that's the way it feels I didn't have the same kind of like wincing or like, oh my god I can't believe that just happened reaction to any film I don't think we've watched okay like you know what I mean like mm. Serbian film had like that moment at the end I was like I can't believe they're doing that yeah. but it wasn't the same kind of thing this film right from the, the opening when he's watching or we see the end of the first one it's in black and white, and then we come into the real, the real world. Supposedly, you know, um, it's just so raw mm. feelings, you know, mm-hmm. and re- and real. Yeah, you know, compared to the the kind of sanitized horror esque or traditional horror look of the the first film. Yeah, this just feels right in your face, which is weird because it's in black and white. You know what I mean? Because you think that would almost give you a separation from it. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? It would, it would almost be the op- what the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird, but you know, it just gives you that kind of cold, like dirty, real world feel, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's... And as a film that um, is quite sadistic in a sense, similar to grotesque, it's kind of it's about mm-hmm. showing the the sort of sure. um, the violence, the the torture. Um, grotesque to me was more cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, much yeah. more. Like, this kinda... is way more graphic. Um, but it's definitely, I'd say it's a much more interesting film than the first one. I don't know if it's entirely successful. And I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure what it's trying to say, if it's trying to say anything. I was kind of musing over it. Mm. It has some depth to it. I'm not sure if he's trying to satire the sort of idea of imitable yeah. techniques and... Because um, it's right there in your face. I mean, yeah. you know, that's very... So much to the point where I was... I was like, I was really giving it some thought when it was coming to the end. Or just after I finished watching it, I literally sat there like, watching the, the the credits, thinking like, th- this might be the most, the film that maybe warrants the most kind of. <clears throat> this almost warrants a, a knee jerk reaction from the public saying, yeah. 
maybe people shouldn't watch these types of films. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I was sitting there thinking. Mm -hmm. um, I eventually came to the, you know, think, well, you know, I I wouldn't have watched it if I hadn't wanted to. Yeah. You know, so I came back to the way that I, I do think, mm -hmm. but it did give me pause for thought when I thought I started thinking. I don't want this right. to to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, it really I did give me that. I'm not quite, I haven't quite formed a conclusion as to how I feel. Because I think in some ways, we can maybe explore this later, but it's, um, in some ways it is satirising it, but maybe as it could trying to have its cake and eat it with the extremity, but also saying, don't be silly, nobody could copy this. So it's well, kind of, yeah. Well, there's that and there's the whole, it's right there that the guy was fucked up before he saw him was interviewed. Yeah. Major League. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. Yeah. <clears throat> he's been abused as a child. He, his mum hates him because his dad abused him and he yeah. got put in jail. Now the doctor they've got in to help him <laughs> is wanting to abuse him. Um, The guy's not got a lot going from start with long before Human Centipede was brought into his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Aye. So. Yeah, so Tom Six is trying to give him some pre-existing... Uh, reasons why he may have become a sort of serial killer or human centipede uh, <clears throat> inventor or two <laughs> um inventor yes i don't know i think the the, the part that lends screens to the whole he is like pointing out how stupid this is is the the book that the guy's got that like literally has scrolled in at 100 percent medically accurate right which that feels very much like <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that really feels like that, and and the fact that, the fact that, I, I don't know, just like that, you know, his attempts to, to do it the way it's done in the film mm. and things like that, don't end very well. You know what I mean? He kind of fucks it up, and eventually just says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a staple gun." And just go yeah, for it. he studies quite hard at first. He does the drawings because he more rips off his pages. Right? Oh yeah, loses it. So he loses the bit Value. that says don't cut too deep on the ass <laughs> um. Um, but also yeah it is quite an unusual sequel in the fact that it uh, exists in a totally different universe from the first film sure I was thinking it might be unique but um, I was trying to think of some and sure. Halloween 3 yep. is a similar one mm -hmm. Uh, um, I think one of the Prom Night film sequels did it. Did it, aye. Um, I think after Prom Night, which started Jamie Curtis, I think Prom Night 3, there's an actual on-screen toast to the character that Jamie Lee played in the first one. Okay, right. So, um, I'm trying to think of other ones. There's probably other ones. Yeah. But this is the one that plays it so close to the... like, Not just it's in a different universe, but li literally it's like parodying itself. Right. Mm. Not parodying itself. It's like the anti. It's almost like the film's a parody of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's um, in the sense that this is so much closer to reality. Yes, I, compared mm -hmm, to the mm -hmm. the sort of more theatrical version uh, aspects of the first one. Um, and I quite like that the way that he almost was literally showing that from the, you know, you'd see that up like full screen pictures from Human Centipede scenes from it, mm. and then almost straight after that you'd see the the laptop with Martin right there in between us and the camera yeah. showing that, you know, that's just, that's closer to reality. You know, yeah, it's yeah. quite, <clears throat> overall, I thought this film was like far better made and like, it really had a nice look to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah aesthetic, um, sort of visually and aesthetically as well. It's much mm -hmm. more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was shot in colour. 
Right, but you stripped it. Well, yeah. I, I wondered that with the the poop scene. Right, okay. <laughs> you know when it, when he just uses that to use the brown color. Right, right. Um, I wondered th- that they must have done, you know. Yeah. Quite um, hard to. I think um, possibly maybe just to hide the kind of the sins of the budget restrictions. Sure, sure. So it, I mean, it does because I mean, there's stuff in there that I've seen other films in color that didn't feel as impactful as it, it did in this. Yeah. But the, um, when he like eventually murders his mother, um, her head's, head's caved in, right? Now, I've seen that in other things. <clears throat> um, it's, and, and when he sits her up at the table mm. across from her, him, sorry, that reminded me of something from like one of Romero's zombie films. Right. There's like, I think it's in Day of the Dead. There's a, something very much like that. Maybe not quite as bloody, but the same thing, but it didn't disturb me as much as that this looked really... It looked really gruesome because Aye. of the, 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 the deep blacks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the, the whole mother-son relationship, you know, the whole cycle thing? You know, did, did you well, feel I that? Well, I thought like... those scenes, I loved these scenes because yeah. I think that was, that's one of the most interesting part of the yeah. film. Um, I mean, it's right, there, like, it's all the way through, right? Her stabbing him in the bed, like, it just looks like Mrs. Voorhees. Uh, yeah. Mrs. Voorhees, Mrs. Bates, sorry. I'm talking about. Um, you know what I mean? It just looks like Aye. that uh, altogether. Uh, those scenes had such a heavy atmosphere. Yeah. It was really creepy. <clears throat> it felt like a Lynch uh, film to me. Yeah. In a sense. Uh, um, his whole look looked like that. You know, it looked like something that Lynch would have had in the film. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like the character of Martin just like was brilliant, Aye. I thought. I mean, and performed like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Not a word spoken. Right. You know what I mean? Um, the only thing was, the mother was a wee bit OTT, maybe, the, yeah. the acting style. Some yeah. of the acting's not really all that great. But I guess, I mean, I, I kind of put that down to, like, she's mental. Right. You know what I mean? She's unhinged, like, <laughs> chapping that, the, the, the ceiling. Yeah. And the guy yeah. comes in and goes, you've made him angry. Like, <laughs> blame in the sun, kill him. Right, aye. <laughs> and I'm going to murder us both. You know what I mean? She's not exactly... Mother yeah, the, the kind of domesticity of it made me think of something like EastEnders, directed <clears throat> by David Lynch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, Doctor Legs here to right. see you. <laughs> Before we move on, like just talk about that, like um, I think that was maybe one of the most disgusting scenes when his mother comes in to get him up and tells him the doctor's there, right? And he's all sweaty and that, and just puts his clothes straight on. Right. No, so much as a wet towel over him, Gary. Right. Oh, and that that pervious old doctor still wanted to pump him. Didn't he? That was one of my favourite lines as well when he's getting head from the the the, the prosy. Yeah, yeah. He said, I'd, I'd rather fuck that retarded boy, but oh well. It's like oh my god. Because uh, at first I was thinking, is that just in Martin's head that you think he's just very wary of like guys or right, something? And yeah. You know the guys just put he's he's like, come on, Martin, you're putting his hand mm. in his knee, but no, no, <laughs> no, it's uh, right there, as again, just right in your face. Right, yeah, yeah. He's wanting to pump this boy. Uh. Says. <laughs> um, I really thought from um the beginning when he he takes out the the couple, well, I thought this was going to be like a kind of. That before he had the idea for the centipede, mm-hmm. you know, like because it looks to me the way he takes him out, like it's almost like he's killed him. You know, like you don't usually see people get hit with a crowbar on the face after they're down and them not being dead. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, 
But I mean, he does it multiple times. Can he not use that as anesthesia? Yeah. Like, just to knock them out. Ding, dong, dong. Um, <clears throat> so I thought that was almost going to be something that was like preempting his uh, human centipede escapades. Right. But um, I just was straight into it, wasn't it? Pretty much. Then I like the, the sandpaper idea. Right. Or, or any of the other ideas, but that was a, like, you know... Well, that that begs the question. That and the rape scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That um, is Trom Six really taking the mick out of Emmett, like, the kind yeah, of concept yeah, of people mm-hmm. are going to copy this film. I mean, watching the first one, I really thought like, like the way he was kind of he was kind of taking like sexual pleasure from knocking them out and stuff like that, and like you know with the you know. General anesthetics, whatever. I thought that was where we were kind of going with that. Right. Was, he was going to do that. Aye. You know, the, the, have sex with the, the tail, if you will. Right. Um, and in the first one, so when it happened in the second one, I was almost surprised. I, I thought, oh, he's just going for the the barbed wire. And I was thinking, that's an even worse right. idea than the sandpaper. <laughs> that's no good at all. Right. They've been tatters. Yeah. Um, and then I saw, it and I was like, oh, right, okay, so that's where we're going. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is he just trying to think of the most? Well, fucked up things and put on screen or by that point I was still in-ish by right. that point I, I can still say that's just fucked up and it's maybe something this character would do but the point that I thought went too far was the the pregnant mother giving birth in the car right and then squashing the child's head under the, the that was just, I'm not saying it wouldn't happen if she was in that much hysteric but that felt like that was just in there to that yeah, I didn't understand that really. Nah, that Why? felt it was, it was enough that? for me. Her kind of after the baby was born to not embrace it, and like she basically scoops it out of the way. Yeah, that was enough for me to say right, this woman almost doesn't care anymore. Mm. But to see that, like, I thought that wasn't needed to get the, the head squashed under the yeah the, the, the gas pedal. But that was overkill. <sighs> yeah, it didn't really make sense because um, <clears throat> it was it was crying like you could hear it. It wasn't mm. like it was. Stillborn or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe she I was like, because he thought it might have been like had some sort of birth defects or something, just because of the experience of the last few days. I think it was. I think to me it was. He was playing her off as like having gone mental, like mad. Maybe with yeah. like kind of everything, which I buy. But I bought it without that. You know what mm. I mean, she wasn't in enough immediate danger. To not, to not not squash the baby's head yeah. under the gas pedal. You know yeah. what I mean? He wasn't going into the car. Mm. And even when she did go away, it didn't go away that fast. Aye. So I, I thought it, I thought that was just overkill. But that mm. was only a bit for me that, that like I felt like why is that even there? Okay. <clears throat> you know. But I mean that. I mean the the film has merit. To me, up to that point, I was I was in. Right. You know okay. I mean? Um, but that just I felt like that didn't need to be there. Mm. Um, it was almost like sensationalising the, the possible, thing, yeah. I mean? um, um, waiting for one more fucked up thing to do. Right. But what did you think of the of the like the kind of operation, like comparing it to the the first one, mm. if you can remember, guy? Yeah. <laughs> well, to some extent, I guess if someone was going to make a centipede. It would be this the DIY version that Martin makes. Um... Well, that's that's. I like how it's kind of like the film version <laughs> of a psychopath is yeah. a genius level surgeon. Okay, aye. But yet in in real life, it's like a 
a kind of backwards or mute <laughs> right. like um get like what would you call uh, maladjusted um guy who doesn't really know right. what's going on yeah and uses like staple gun and tape aye but it's when he's setting out all his tools and he's got like a oh, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting to bring out a whisk at some point. Uh, <laughs> what was that for? Like you know, they, they were so random collections of tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved, I loved how he was trying to parody everything that Heiter had done in the film. You know, he was very right. much plain, and I thought that was quite powerful because you could see just that it was totally out of. And he was going for it. He was trying his hardest to be this guy. Right. Mm. Well, even when he brings the the, the bowl to, Aye. the the head the leads. Yeah, yeah. And like puts out the the food. Mm. And he's expecting it just to be like the film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, um, yeah, well, one thing I was wanting to bring up was the fact I felt the first part of the film is very laborious in terms of the pacing. It's every kind of scene is very precise. Mm-hmm. You see, you follow Martin and you kinda, you're showing every single thing he does. Mm-hmm. Like... Which I felt was kind of unnecessary at first, but I think the point of it is when you get to the actual construction of centipede, it follows the same thing, and that's when the kind of it pays off in a sense. I don't know if that's the right way to f- phrase it, but that's when you get the actual content. The longer kind of shots and scenes is the the the, the extreme mm-hmm. uh, graphic nature of it, um, which makes it much more excruciating, mm-hmm. and. I think is what ranks it as it doesn't shy away from it and gives the film its power but mm-hmm. um, I don't quite know because I can't quite tell if uh, you're meant to enjoy it as as Tom Six expecting you to enjoy it or is he going for something like Sallow which um, is a really nasty film in the same way but it's not a film you're meant to enjoy watching. <laughs> mm. um, see, I get where your where your conflicts uh, come from because the scenes like um, where he goes after the the prostitute, yeah, and she maces him in the stairs, right, and it just cuts to him, like already having knocked her out, right, okay, like, you know, it kind of skips that bit, and it's almost comedic. Right. Or almost like you're meant to be rooting for him. Mm. Like the two girls that, that are out clubbing mm. and one of them spies him like wanking yeah, yeah. In, in the cupboard. And then next thing is they're lying and he's 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 he's, he's um knocked them out, attacked right. them and they're lying like yeah, naked yeah. in his um his warehouse, whatever. Mm. Um and I, you know, that felt like kinda of like you're kinda of meant to be rooting for him a wee bit. Mm. You know what I mean? It seemed mm-hmm. almost felt like an action film where someone says something and he's like, Well fucking see. Right. You know, and shit <laughs> done. <laughs> Um, so I get what you mean. Like that, it, there was parts that were like laborious, but I like I like that because especially with the whole asthma thing, there was a few points where I was like, this guy's gonna keel over before he gets to right. his, mm. his, and I thought that would have been quite a cu- interesting way to go with it. it. Wouldn't have been maybe he's gory or is kind of, mate. That might have been a bit like too comedic, maybe. Mm. Um, to have you know get so like, get all these people together and then just like kill over from asthma attack or something <laughs> like that, and that's the kind of thing that that's fucked up. They're left right. locked in this cupboard like forever. Um, but um, when he was collecting his people and thing like that, and there's one of them that man- one of the guys that manages to get his mouthpiece off. 
they start shooting at him that like a hu- human centipede is just a film. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he feels yeah. that he has to shout to everyone else that he's going to stitches up in that right. <laughs> <mouth>. <laughs> And then everyone goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's line. That's kind of a key line. Uh-huh. So into if if you're going to if it is, I, I think it's definitely a satire to some extent. He's throwing that in there. <clears throat> Whether or not he really it comes off as a kind of fulfilled kind of critique or idea in the I film I don't know but it uh, does it does make it feel like they are trying to have their cake and eat it you know what I mean possibly because it is so graphic and it aye. is so it does go so far aye. that the attempts at saying this is a bit stupid and like this would never be happen mm. are lost mm-hmm. you know so yeah look back to the operation which was a lot more brutal than obviously the the, the first one which people were unconscious you know I, th- I thought it was a I mean, for me, it was the the knee cutting. Right, yeah. That was that was pretty, that was pretty bad. That that was the bit I was like, oh my god, that this can never happen to me. Please, right. please, never let this happen to me. <laughs> it was just the fact that like they were knocked out. One, I mean, he killed one of them. Was probably thought he'd killed the pregnant woman. Right. Um, <clears throat> but just knocking them out again. Aye. Um, so not even knocked out properly, and he's just like digging into the knee right. and snapping that tendon. Mm. It's not good times, man. I was really like, don't do that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and we've got some pretty graphic uh, uh, dentistry with a hammer. Aye, aye, exactly. Uh, but I mean, that's bad. I mean, don't that. That's bad. But I just don't do that to my knees. Right. <laughs> Come on. Um, so what happened with the guy? Like the next one? Was it? No, was it? Wasn't the neighbour? It was the other guy. One of the. Was it? Or the guy that was shouting at the, the camera because the ticket machine wasn't working. Oh, right, aye. <clears throat> Who he, he tries to cut the, the patches in his ass. Right. To, to go into the cheeks mm. of the, the person behind and he, he just ends up dying. Right. Mm. Bleeding out. And then he starts crying. Right. You, like, he does that a couple of times, you know, the crying in a fit of rage. Yeah. And that's like kind of meant to be like him being this child-like figure. Mm-hmm. Um... Referred to as a, a midget a couple of times, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, the victims maybe say something about that in uh-huh. the sense that they're not fleshed out at all. Sure. Um. But yeah, they're very. They've got one kind of defining factor to each of them. You know, like kind of dick boyfriend. You know, what I mean, yeah. quiet girl. <laughs> um. Pregnant lady. <laughs> which um, possibly enforces the kind of sadism of the film, mm. which is something that the BBFC stated. Uh, I think. I, I, um, yeah, I read that somewhere. I don't quite know what are we supposed to sympathise with Martin? At some points it felt like that. Yeah. None of the victims really deserve it. No. Is it a, they don't he could have done it like giving Martin some motivation for killing them in his psyche type I thing. Mean, the, the, um, the neighbour guy. Right, yeah, guy yeah, somewhat like if that well, carries on. Um The boyfriend guy, he's um giving him stick. Well, yeah, but he had already kind of decided to take oh, them out. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so he had the, the crowbar like, and just put it over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Again, at that point, I wasn't sure if he was already into the killing game or you know, if right. he'd already made his mind up to do this yet. Mm. Um, and I wondered what he had the crowbar for. Right. <laughs> you know, that way it looked a bit kind of... It looked quite innocent, almost, uh, at, you know, at first. She's only... I mean, I guess, like, uh, Ashley Yenny's the only one that has any kind of characterization, but it is literally just... She's the actress that played the character from the first film. Mm. Um, but 
I mean, that guy that we're saying that's shouting at the camera that we don't hear. Aye. He, he doesn't even speak a light. You know, we don't get to hear him yeah, yeah. at all. So he's literally the, just to make the numbers up. Aye. <laughs> um, were you disappointed at all that it wasn't a 12-man centipede? Well, yeah, he lost a couple, didn't he? Um, were you disappointed? I was a bit disappointed. Oh, I right. felt a bit robbed. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I heard it was 12 people. Right, right, um, right. And two of them did. I thought I was waiting mm. I'm going to get the other folk in. Mm. I guess he'd already started doing his business. Right. Um, he seemed to be quite obsessed with getting to poop along the chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, that seemed to be his big kind of get off moment. Yeah. And to, although like, ah, it was like, <laughs> it was kind of like, you know, the whole, like, oh, I'm going to do this human centipede. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it exactly like it was in the film. I'm going to cut the, the shapes and everything and stitch it all. And that's great. Oh, fuck, it's taking too long, right? Staple them on, dun, 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 right? right? So there's all that, right? And then he's like, he's like, right, now I'm trying to squeeze their tummies to make them shit. Right. Right, oh, that's taking ages. Right, let's go for the, the, the laxatives, mm-hmm. right? Inject that into That's great, right? Everybody's doing it. Yes, yes, yes. And then he spewed. It's like, right. he's almost he's like, this was a fucking terrible right. idea. Like, you know, it really was like, he was having like, because as soon as he smelled it, he was like, mm, this, was, this was a bit shite, wasn't it? Oh. Um... But uh, I, I mean, not had many good I- good ideas, but um, yeah, <laughs> that seemed to be his kind of purpose. I was but, hoping that, that would be his one line would be feed them or something like that, you right. know, some sort of ode because okay. that was like, maybe his favourite line or something because that seemed to be what he was obsessed with. Mm. What I was wanting to say was uh, his ultimate demise. Sure, as a sort of shows the film does have a trying to tr- sort of conventional morality to it. In the sense sure. that that um, evil men get their comeuppance. Um, does he? Does he? Did you take? Like, we see at the end. Oh, and, the last shot. Uh, yeah, well, that, right, that looks, like, that looks like the shot from the beginning though, again. So, like, yeah, he obviously it's the centipede up the sphinx. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What you're yeah. But that last year had a lot of energy left, didn't she? After all that, after, I mean, all they folk have been murdered the henna. Right. Yeah, well, she was one of the freshest. I suppose. Uh, I thought the bit she, she was. She, the she, she was. Soup she turned, as well. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nutrients. Uh, it looked like uh, chicken soup. Mm. Ah, protein. Um, the bit where they turn the light off. Right. Right. And then he turns it back on. Mm. I thought, like, the way it looks is if, like, she stood up like a centipede. Yeah, right. But. I didn't get what how she got from there. Like she barely managed to get over to that Aye. light switch and reached the light switch. Aye. And then the t- space of time it took him to get from there to the light switch. She's away. I got a box, lifted it up in front of him. Mm. No. That was just a vision, wasn't it? No, was it? It's his vision. Oh, because she's about to throw it or something. Then it cuts, and she just went back in the floor. It's part of the centipede. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought I that, that actually happened. happened ah, but sorry, right? Okay, that's what I took <clears> from it. No, well, that's fair enough, man. Um. So the final shot, did you think it was a, he had survived and ready to do it again? I thought that's what they were almost trying to imply, but my keen eye noticed that that's, it was just the same shot from yeah. the beginning, um, verbatim, so I wouldn't think, I don't know why they had him drive off, you know, mm. so that would imply survival. Yeah. So you have to do is go to the hospital and see I've got a speed up my sink. I've had worse times up my own, but um, or 
uh-huh. that the whole he dreamt it all. Uh-huh. Uh, it was just kind of because it's the same thought. Shot uh, the film finishes. He's watching it and yeah. then he goes. There's the, the finger in your chin. The pensive. Hmm. Yes, so it's an idea, and that never really crossed my mind. Right. That does make sense. Yeah, it's another Deus Ex Machina, possibly. <clears throat> is that is there any comment on that from him or um, what the director? Uh-huh. Not that I've seen, mm. not that I found out, but um, it could be that I he's mean, ready that, to do it again. Or <clears throat> that would be well, if if that is a real shot meant to be in sequence, right, and that's the last shot. And not just a kind of echoing of the the first scene. Um, <clears throat> then to me, then that is what it is. That is almost what he's trying to say, and that then led, leads lends credence to the whole the argument of even well, even someone who seems to be quite deranged is not necessarily going to do it. Hmm. You know, and you're perfectly entitled to think about what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? As long as mm. you don't do it, mm-hmm. almost. You know what I mean? Like maybe saying maybe it's the whole thing, like. You know, like folk will maybe think about doing it, but nobody's gonna, nobody in their right mind is going to do it. Yeah, that's it. I think that's could be it. I mean, that's a really, um, I really didn't, didn't get take that from it the first time, but that, you know, you mentioned that, yeah, that, because be another, thing. if it is that, then that leads another sort of argument into the, as, as a satire. Sure, yeah. And, um, don't don't be outraged by the the sort of extremity. It's a film Aye. again. It's yeah, only a film. And it, it's, and it's literally somebody's imagination. Yeah, somebody, somebody. You know, it's literally Aye. somebody's imagination. Like mm-hmm. A film is someone's imagine. Someone's imagining this. You know, the story of this film, mm. literally, and in the, the within the film, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I, I think I, I I quite like that right. idea of it. Um. I think it works without that, but I think. Getting to the end, it, that probably makes things a little more forgivable, like the baby thing. If it's all in his head, then it's his wildest imagination, you know what I mean? So it, it is going to get pretty wild. Yeah. Um, it may explain a few other things about the mother thing as well, you know, maybe, you know, like his, his mother committed to stab him. You know, it seems like maybe that may be something that he's paranoid about. Or Yeah, it could be. Um, but I like that idea. I That's... think in that sense that it's not as annoying a trope. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. As it could be in other films, um, just because it's re-emphasizes the kind of meta nature of the film, yeah. commenting on violence mm-hmm. in films in itself. Um, and if if we go with that, then that it does kind of what we were saying before that as he trying to as the extremity justified. Um, I guess it does justify it in a sense mm-hmm. because ultimately it's only a film. But um, yeah, I huh. No, that that has really like, shed new light on it right. for me. Um, it does. It does add that other level to the whole kind of, you know, after watching the first one, like you know, just this might be the thoughts that some people have after watching it, but mm. it's just a film, mm-hmm. and it's just someone's imagination. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not hurting anyone. Horror films are meant to horrify. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. And this definitely, I mean, this mm. messed up. Aye. Um, so I'd say that it, there were more bits that made me feel uncomfortable in this film than, than most other films. Mm. But I still think that there are things about it that could be enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, you just say like the whole the, 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 the mother-son thing, you know, that, that worked really well. And I think his performance 
was really good. Mm-hmm. But it, it does maybe lend the whole thing, you know, are these victims just there for to, for us to see them getting cut up? Yeah. Which, I mean, they, they literally are mm. there to be cut up mm. by yeah, the Martin character, but <clears throat> I thought it was quite ironic it being set in Britain. Okay. And, you know, a British cast and things. Um, <clears throat> with the the kind of reaction to it over here, mm-hmm. it felt like um, literally Tom Six was like, right, "I'm coming to shit in your mouth." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I know you're not going to like this, so I'll shoot it in your country. Right. It was kind of that. Remember that comment that Sam Raimi said about shooting Evil Dead Three right. in England? Okay. That uh, interview right. he was doing about Evil yeah, Dead Two. Right. <laughs> um, saying about like he's going to come and shoot it in England. <laughs> and the guy's saying you can take it fucking back. <laughs> um, it kind of reminded me of that, but it just it, it had a completely different feel to the to the first one. Mm. Like, I mean, immeasurably so. But I think that worked to its fate. It's almost like someone else could have made this film about mm. somebody who saw the first one. You know, right, um, yeah, yeah. but I thought it was really it was a really clever way to take a sequel because it could have been just an generic sequel. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It could have been a prequel or some stupid you know what I mean they could have done yeah. anything but I think this was quite a clever way to take it um, and quite in the end result quite interesting mm-hmm. to watch um, apparently saying the third one's going to make this look like Disneyland right yeah uh, an exciting Disney film I, I saw him right, uh, right. say My Little Pony get a bit of an exciting Disney film um, so, it's going to be set in America or shot in America is it right apparently the next one it's going to be a final sequence, it's called. Mm. wonder what way will take that. Um, yeah, because not really another level Good, to go to. <laughs> uh, well, there is. Well, I mean, well, he, just, it, he just keep going again. You know, I guess, goes, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, break as the human centipede do as a film and then somebody mm-hmm. watching that. Yeah. I uh, think that would be... That's too predictable. Not predictable, but that's too generic now. Right. You know, I don't think you could do that again and have it work the same. Yeah, it's kind of, if you do it once, then it's kind of void. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I really don't know. But then I would never imagine them doing this for the sequel. I mean, before you, I mean, I knew it existed. Aye. But um, before I think we started speaking about it, I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't have known that it right. was meta. Right, know, okay. Um, based. So, I don't know how you'll do it. Right. So, <clears throat> this film is notoriously cut. In the UK, banned at one point, I believe, eh? Yes. Yeah, how long was it banned for? It was passed after cuts on the 6th of October 2011. I don't right. know when it was originally submitted. Uh, in June 2011, the British Board of Film Classification refused to classify Human Centipede 2 for a direct-to-video release, effectively meaning the film could not legally be supplied in any format in the UK, so that was June 2011. Yeah. Basically, the reasons for that were little attempt to portray any of the victims in the film as anything other than objects to be brutalised um, for the amusement and arousal of a central character as well as for the pleasure of the audience which it underlined see I, thing, I don't know yeah, that as, I, I, as, as the thing with Salo as I said are we supposed to enjoy it I don't know right I mean uh, like, I'll, like, uh, there's something I was going to say that's actually that was um Right down from the first victim, the first two that he captures, right? Yeah. The girl's there and he strips her, right? Mm. But we never see anything, right? Right. None of the, like, the female characters are explicitly, 
like sexualized. I don't think. All right, there's the rape near the end, right? But mm. that's to me for the character. That's more about the whole centipede. It's not about that one, right? Yeah, right. But but you know, like I th- I felt that um, I think it was all almost slightly. The characters were slightly more sexualized in in the the first one. Mm. slightly I mean just because of the whole date rape drug mention things right, like that you okay. know it could have been taken whereas in this one I didn't feel like there was a couple of times I thought that's really they're playing it really safe but not showing anything mm. like you know they weren't they had, they had these naked all these naked women naked guys whatever no you weren't really seeing anything yeah Um. whereas I thought if they'd been doing it for like just sexual pleasure or like you know trying I thought, you know what I mean, they would have made that a little more explicit that way. Um, so to me, it's definitely for the arousal that the central character, mm. right? But there's your that there's, there's your start and end of that argument for the central character. So it's part of the story. Mm-hmm. It's to arouse him. There, right. There's no to me. There's no argument there. Yeah. <clears throat> if that's part, if that's the part of the story, as it fits in, then how can you say that that's a reason? So it's like any rape scene or anything in any film could be classed as the same, but it's 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 make believe, mm. right? So it's a story they're telling about this guy, so it's not real, right? So them saying that about the the you know the sexual arousal of the, the audience, okay, that's yeah. that's a, that's a more valid mm. argument for mm-hmm. something to be yeah. banned, but I don't see how that could be thrown in this film. Do you get your sandpaper out? I didn't know. No. Um, I didn't even get the barbed wire out. And I had it sitting right there. Mm. Didn't even reach for it once, Gary. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. I, I feel that's almost like an. Uh, it's like, like, okay, you can't make a, a serial killer movie. Exactly. Yeah, I, like, think, yeah I mean, yeah. it's I, it's like saying, like, in the films, it's a like. A dislikable lead character. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Like, these people, these characters are just in this film for this guy to kill. Yeah. Yeah, that's Aye, the right. that's <laughs> part of the story. Yeah, yeah. The guy's getting off on it. Aye, but I, you know, at no point did I feel that it was encouraging the audience. Mm. You know, I, I didn't. You know, what I mean, it's something like the argument for a grotesque. I'd say there's a bit of an argument there, maybe that it could be interpreted sexually. Right. But this didn't feel like that because as I say there was no, nothing explicit mm. really shown. Aye. Um, and also hate that argument. Of, we've mentioned this before, but. That's based on a certain premise of a filmmaking decision where you have like fully fledged every character's has a psychological motivation, mm-hmm. but you can equally make a valid film where every character is psychologically really thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's again, like, take, taking yeah. it on, I mean, again, all right, I missed it, fair enough, but once pointed out to me, I can see, but taking it on the fact that this could be this guy's imagination. Mm then the characters have no need to have any anything other than a two-dimensional yeah. Aye. Um, persona. Mm. It was from his point of view. So Aye. that kind of explains itself. But, I mean, it is fucked up. It is. It's a mm. fucked up film, right? But I don't feel that it's... that it overly, it overly sexualised any of the characters. To me. I didn't. Yeah. Um, also, there's a strong focus throughout the film on the link between sexual arousal and sexual violence and a clear association between pain, perversity and sexual pleasure. 
Mm. Yeah, risk that harm is likely to be caused to potential viewers, etc. <laughs> so, again, they're arguing that people are going to be getting the sandpaper out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, if, that's your, if that's your game, then do it. Mm. But, no, I, I mean... Yeah, I was going to say, well, the sort of sexual aspect of it, supposedly Tom Six was saying that one question he always got regarding the first film was why the Doctor didn't have sex with it. <laughs> well, that, that, that was one of the things that I, like, you know, was that, that yeah. I think that I was almost like, it feels like that might happen. Right. Um, but I wasn't like, uh, disappointed about it, didn't happen. Yeah. But, yeah. So it was due to audience demand. <laughs> that, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, you can't even really blame the guy like, if he's if he's getting. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, the guy was probably having a good old laugh. He said when he was doing it, you know, when he was writing it. Uh, <laughs> Doctor didn't have sex with it. Yeah. So originally, the BBFC they couldn't they decided it couldn't be dealt with through cuts. So as an outright ban. Right. And then it was resubmitted. It was actually Eureka who distributed it. Okay. So it passed 18 with 32 cuts across eight separate sequences, totaling 2 minutes 37 seconds. So uh, the cuts included a masturbation scene, the teeth being knocked out. I bet there's some fucking cuts during that masturbation scene. Right, mm. I'm fucking skin deep cuts, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, stapling the lips. Um, graphic site of forced defecation. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to splat it on the screen? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the barbed wire. Um, the baby being killed. And graphic site of injury as staples are torn away from the individual's mouth and buttocks. I think, I mean, of of all the films that we've watched, <clears throat> this probably, as I say, reaches the, the the limits, reaches up to the limits of where, like, you think, okay, you know, most people that see this would say, it's fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you, you think, well, this has, everything we've watched, this is, you'd say, right, the... If the BBC FC are going to have a problem with any of the films I've watched, this would be the one. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Out of everything we've seen, um, you could say that they're most justified in having, like, taking an issue with this one. Mm. Um, but even at that... Don't watch it. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I could... I mean... I, I, I I was going to say that if I hadn't watched it for the podcast, I might not have watched it. But that's a lie because I wanted to see the first one. Right, okay. Um, for a while mm-hmm. before we even started doing this, yeah. And by I would have seen the second one at some point, mm-hmm. um, just because I'm a sequel freak. Um, and that's my choice. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, I think if you want to give a badge of merit to just films for being the most extreme mm-hmm. uh, it's probably one of them mm-hmm. um, sometimes that's justification in itself I find even if it's not a good film I don't <laughs> you know made it <laughs> yeah like uh, yeah. 
okay, you've done, I've achieved something. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you've no, made, no You've broke some sort of ground. To, um, um, that's I kind mean, of why I kind of I, uh, watch these films, I guess, just to see what it is. Yeah. What is the most, um, where is the line? Mm-hmm. On top of that, it's got some interesting aspects to it. That's it. I mean, it's got the, the advantage of being that kind of extreme film, one of the you know, more extreme that I've, that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and we've definitely covered here, but it is, it's not a bad film. Mm. It definitely has some good elements. In yeah. It, you know? I mean, it's um, quite creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, it's debatable whether how much depth is there, um, mm. whether you think he is achieving some sort of satire or he's mm-hmm. just going to. Yeah, throwing it in. Sure. Um, so you would rank it up there. It's interesting your perspective, like coming to them for the I first time. Uh, so, like, it's definitely, um, like something like a Serbian film was very like tongue in cheek and quite. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess cartoonish as well, ten element, right? Mm. Then something like Antichrist was had a little more of a kind of atmosphere, very art, more arty, kind of almost like supernatural elements to it. Yeah. Right. Whereas this is just playing it as this is real. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no kind of um this is happening because this is just playing it as this is like raw and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um so you felt very there mm-hmm. um and you were seeing this, so yeah, I'd say this is probably definitely up there. Like as I say for the films we've covered, definitely it's the most extreme film I think. Right. Um, maybe not in the in the general public. I, I think still something like the Von McCore trilogy would something that people wouldn't sit through. Right, but <clears throat> that's different again because it's those aren't short like movies right, necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Um. But for me, I think this was probably up there. Up mm-hmm. yourself. I think it's more it's more excruciating to watch, mm-hmm. more difficult to watch than the Von McCore trilogy. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, some of it is similar to like some of the guinea pigs or something, and the way mm-hmm. that that's the only kind of reason d'etre for it. Sure. And I, um, some of them are quite tough, like yeah. and other sort of similar pseudo snuff films where it's just like yeah, that, that's that, that, that's what it feels like. It feels like a kind of pseudo snuff, but it definitely has a more film feeling to it. But I get what you mean. It's yeah. definitely got that. Okay, so this is the part of the show where I discuss film news. I used to be called something, so I Gary. I'm not happy, I'm not chuffed. Right. Change your complaints to Gary. <laughs> Gary at wanker.com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Right. So, well, we mentioned the Arrow. Sure, the, the uh, new the, announcements. Yes. Got you. So, we're a bit out of date now, but. Yeah, but I mean, we've been. From the 23rd so of me- January. Maybe I mentioned, like, the kind of pseudo new kind of get up of like maybe it's going to be a little longer between episodes like just because like, it's been a wee while since we did right. episode 20 mm-hmm. um, usually we'll look at about two weeks Aye. hopefully between episodes mm-hmm. um, but it's getting kind of tight mm. especially for editing and things Aye. like that and watching another film so just to like kind of put it out there that it's sometimes it's sometimes going to be like three weeks yeah um, between two and three weeks um, we'll do our best right um, but just to let you know that we're not taking big breaks or anything like that. If mm-hmm. we're going to take a big break, we'll let you know. Um, but just to explain that a little bit. But anyway, yeah. that's why the news is a wee bit of a date. That's what I'm saying. 
<coughs> okay, Gary. So what have we got? What have we got, Gary? Got, uh, is it all? It's all blurry. That was a yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm sure it's aye, all blurry. That was a um, it was a bit of a bold movie, you might say. Mm, well, um, mm. Sure, it uh, annoyed a few Arrow fans. Well, they're still in the DVD. Yeah, most world. of them are dual format though. Right, well, true. Aye. So I mean, don't get them annoyed that much. They still want if they want them, they can get them. I mean. <laughs> Uh, so we've got Night Riders from George Romero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Baba films, Baron Blood and Black Sabbath. Yeah. Motel Hell. Sure. Uh, the Key and All Ladies Do It. Mm-hmm. Spider Baby from Jack Hill. Uh, Blowout and Foxy Brown. Sure. Um, I was quite excited about Night Riders. I haven't seen it, um, but I had seen a lot of stuff over the years, like you know when. Romero documentaries and things like that, um, him working with Tom Savini and things like yeah. that. So, I haven't seen it, so I think I'll maybe just. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm sorry that uh, that it's not getting a slip box release. Right. Because mm. um, obviously there's two releases already out from Romero that have slip boxes, um, but I'll probably pick that up. And I'd quite like to pick up Blowout as well, though I'm not sure whether I would pick the Criterion up for that or not. Right. It's a nice steel book though for Foxy Brown and, and Blowout. Um, yeah, not bad. Mm. I think Foxy Brown <coughs> actually prefer the They're, standard. I, I thought that. I thought that actually. I thought the 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 cover for the the steel boot was a bit can I in your face. Yeah. Um. um but I, I quite like that. What for blowout? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Um. But I mean, all in all, it's it's a decent enough. You know, there's, there's none. There's none that I would say that are terrible, like choices. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at least it's all kind of cult films. Yeah, know, it's quite an interesting lineup. Mm-hmm. Saying that the only film I've seen is Blowout. Yeah, which I'm not that keen on. Right, but um, Spider Baby, that's something I've been wanting to see for a sure. while, so mm-hmm. I might get that. Listen, uh, I mean, no, no, Night Rider, Night Rider is probably the only one that jump jump out at me. That was like, I probably will get that. Yeah, yeah, definitely kind of thing. Um, Foxy <laughs> Brown, I'm curious to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, a decent lineup. Yeah. Nothing terribly strong, but nothing mm-hmm. um, that you think what. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, there's two other titles. Am I right in saying that um, have been kind of pseudo announced? Right. Yeah. Uh, recently, which were, uh, deranged, and squirm. Um, deranged from 1974 and squirm from 76. Kind of like squirm's a bit of a kind of monster movie. Okay. Type thing. Uh, and Deranged is, is apparently <laughs> based on the same true story that inspired Psycho, Text Chains and Masculine Silence of the Lambs. Right. Um, so, you know. Uh, Ed Gein. Yes, uh, uh, well, the, the, it doesn't specifically mention that, but. Right. Yeah, that's. yeah. Um, so I don't know. Again, Squirm's probably one I'd, I wouldn't mind seeing, but I'm not going to rush out and buy it. I don't think. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, we mentioned um, so they're doing more of these erotic type thrillers, soft core. Yeah, oh yes, I yeah. yeah they've done just, a, they've done a whole bunch. Is it Richard? Yeah. No, Meltzer, is it? Right, something like that. Yeah, Radley Metzger or something. Paul Daniels. I think it's Richard. Paul <laughs> <laughs> Daniels. Uh, is it no Richard? No, I think that's his brother. Is it Dick Metzler? <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I'm just gonna. I was. We're just gonna mention um, that one of them that's just been released. The score. Yes. 
Um, it's unfortunately been cut, I believe. I think it's just called Score. Is it Score, I? Yeah. The cut US softcore version was passed 18 for strong sex and nudity was 6 minutes 53 seconds of pre-cuts for the Arrow release. 6 minutes? 6 minutes. But, um, is it somewhere like... on the simulated oral sex? Oh right, okay. But seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. They offered uh, an uncut R eighteen, right? But maybe Arrow didn't want to do that. As far an as I know, that you can R eighteen. Yeah, as for porn, right. I believe you can only sell R eighteens in sex shops. Right, okay. So probably won't, don't want to go down there to pick up Blu rays, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't have a dead in it. What's <laughs> <laughs> under the shelf? <laughs> um, right, interesting. According to Melon Farmers, it says, it looks like Arrow submitted the uncut version and the BBFC requested cuts of 2 minutes 3 seconds. Rather than implement the cuts themselves, Arrow submitted the cut US version instead, which meets the BBFC demands but is substantially shorter. Presumably using the US... Existing softcore version makes it easier in terms of soundtrack and commentary. Hmm. So, so they just didn't bother to cut, you know, didn't take the time to cut it themselves, just... Yeah, there's a cut US version and the US hardcore version, mm. which is available on Blu-ray as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... That's a bit of a cop-out, isn't it, really? Yeah. You're kind of wanting uh, stuff uncut, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. You're wanting to see your unsimulated oral sex. You know what I mean? Because now that you can, that it's there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to buy that in, you know. No, and no see it. I don't see why you would want to get that. No. I mean, that's a, a £16 probably blurry. Mm. Right? And you're not getting to see the unsimulated oral right. sex. And you can go <laughs> to the internet for free. <laughs> And see, unsimilated yeah. oral sex. I don't know what the story is, but I mean, mm. not worth it to me. <laughs> so, uh, similarly, well, in a different uh, to contrast that, um, although th- I don't know if there's any reports of unsimilated oral sex, and it, but the is, how are we saying it? Is it Bayes Moir? Bayes Moir. Moir. Um, is being released on DVD, uncut. Is that so just DVD? That one. Think so. <clears throat> yeah, that's. I think I don't know why it's just. Might be just the elements that are. Uh, I can't remember reading something. Maybe that that was the best, like um, full version that they had. Oh, right, okay. What well, there was no HD for it, but um, yeah, that was previously cut. Yeah, um, I mean that's quite that's quite uh, decent that they managed to get that. Aye. Uh, out so uh, that was released not that long ago back. So uh, who was that put out by? Um, I read it somewhere. No, it was a Vision Video or Winchester film, but I thought it was put out by somebody that we, you know, more knew the name of. What did they put out in Blu-ray? DVD. DVD. Um, Doesn't say when, but it was a 2000 film, was it? Could be some of But yeah, so that's one that's quite controversial, I think, isn't it? Aye. Well, you seen it? Aye. It's not that good. Not good. Not well. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final word, isn't it? Final word. Um, anything else news-wise, Gary? Um, well, we talked about HMV. Oh, yes. Yeah, so uh-huh, uh-huh. A few wee developments. Yeah. Looks like they're going to be saved to some extent. Yep, uh, the air store isn't closing. Aye, there was a list of stores 
Two of the um, 20 stores. Three of the 20 stores, I think, in Glasgow are closing now. Right. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was not 20, but there's like there's lots. <laughs> yeah, but none of the ones yeah. that are in 200 metres of each other. I know, they're, right? they're like, within the eye. But yeah, so there's... Aye, there's a, an article about it in Sight and Sound. Sure. Supposedly, like, I think um, it was a conglomerate of distributors right. that came in. Hilco was the name of it. Hilco? Yeah, I think... Um, saying here that sort of the film distribution market realised they couldn't really do without a high street presence. Right. Because it says here, according to the British Video Association in 2012, physical discs as opposed to downloads still accounted for more than 78% of consumer expenditure. Right. In the 2.3 billion video market. Mm. Down market. That's fair. I'm, That's, I'm, it's actually quite encouraging to hear that. Aye. Um... But no, I mean, to be fair, I mean, we were up in Glasgow <clears throat> but last weekend. No, weekend before that. And, um, so, I mean, they're doing this like, Blue Cross sale at the moment in, in HMV. Mm. And it's one of the best sales they've had for a long while, you know, like the, yeah. the, the percentage you're getting off, you know, you're getting some decent deals, you know mm. what I mean? Um, and you just can't help but think, like, they've shot themselves and thought we need to make some money. You know, that right. really feels what it feels like. Because they didn't have that on before this. Hit, mm. did they? No, I've heard they have done that before though. Oh no, I'm not right, saying they've done it before, but it right. just feels like um, they already had the sale on right. post Christmas, you know, okay. and it, they were kind of like, oh, you know, this is a sale, mm. but then it felt like, right, fuck it, we need to like get every penny, um, and it's like it almost felt like if that was going to be the end of them, that was a little too late, you know what I mean? Um, but if they did like that kind of level of sale all the time, then I'd happily buy from them. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I've had some couple of good deals like. Um, in the last few while there, like just from from when we were at Glasgow or whatever, um, yourself as well, I think you had a couple of decent things. So long may it continue. Hopefully, they'll realise that if that's if that's the percentages they're talking about, mm. then they need to cater a bit more for people coming in and saying like, we're not going to rip these people off. Aye, you know, mm-hmm. so that's not a bad thing. Distributors with mainstream types predict they will lose five to ten percent of sales and revenues on their films if they no longer have HMV as an outlet. For catalogue titles and more esoteric fare, losses will be far more severe. This is a quote. I think the bigger effect will be on the library product where HMV was pretty much 50% of the market. Certainly for independent films, suggests Vertigo's Rupert Preston. Which surprised me, because mm-hmm. I thought, you're not going to buy like independent like art house stuff in HMV because the selection's crap. You're going to buy it online, it's cheaper. Aye, aye, I uh, guess so. I mean, <clears throat> I guess. He's saying, this guy's saying, the importance of casual, casual browsers who drop into HMV stores and buy films on impulse can't be replicated online. I mean, to a certain extent, maybe they're, they've got something with the whole, um, yeah, okay, there's you and I who like want maybe certain films. Um, and know we can go and get them online, mm. blah, blah, blah. but there yeah. is the the say there is the, the 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 consumer that is like you and I who want to see those films, yeah, but don't really care about price. If they see that, they see they've got it, they will just yeah. buy it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, and if they are making maybe like, I mean, sometimes five pounds or more on it than they would online, or, yeah. or you know, than some would would spend online, uh-huh. then that's got to account for something, hasn't it? Mm. And so it is, it's, it's very, 
encouraging to me to hear that people are still there's still a large part mm. of the re- uh, the revenue coming mm. from from physical copies and people actually going in the store. Yeah, stop rip us off each and we'll be happy to shopping. Mm. You know what I mean? A wee bit better selection in some things. We'll yeah. be happy. That's the thing. The Blu-ray selection is always shit usually. Aye. Um, but they've got a decent horror section in the one in there anyway. Right. In World Cinema. It's all right. You okay. know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's it's okay. But anyway, cool, cool. So we move on to pick up scary. Um, Let's do it. Cool. Get your get your picks out. I'll go first if that's okay. Um, so on our where are we? Can kind I of road trip to Glasgow? Um, <clears throat> I picked up Arrow Videos uh, Class of Newcomb High. And Blurry, that's something I had pre-ordered when it was first come out. It's not I've not seen it. <clears throat> Blame by but. It kind of it's kind of cheesy film that I kind of like. I, I remember seeing the video cover and like the like blockbuster when I was like little. You know that right, way you okay. see something it kind of sticks with you in the title, and I always saw it and never ever got to see it. So I managed to get that for I think it was, well, in fact, I've got two Blu-rays from that C- CES or CEX in Glasgow, the right. big kind of cash converters type place. Um, I had stuff to trade in, so I ended up getting two for fiver. So it was fine. Um, also picked up, which I mentioned before that I was bummed about not getting before was Dark City, on Blu-ray, which is out of print now in the UK. Got that for two fifty, effectively with the yeah. with the class Newcomb High. Um, also picked up Don't Go in the House mm. from Aerodrome, which is a film that I'd wanted to see for a while. I uh, haven't watched it yet, but but for a fiver, it was flop, wasn't it? Right, aye. Yeah. Um, Video nasty. Yeah, so I fancied getting that. Um, heard some things about it. Um, a new Arrow Drum done it, and it's. Are they bare bones at Arrow Drum? Yeah, yeah, it's got right. a trailer on it. Right. Um, there is a US version, but which has a higher bit rate, but it's interlaced. Mm. They're saying that the quality is. It would have been better quality if it was progressive, but right. um, I think it's got a commentary on it and stuff like that. But I thought I just want to see it, you know. So yeah. five hours, it's worth it for that, you know. Um. <clears throat> Also picked up um, uh, a print now, I believe. Um, George Romero's Martin on DVD by Arrow. Um, this is one I kept going to get, like when it was a little more expensive and things like that because it was out of print. But got it for like seven fifty in, in the Blue Cross. Um, it's pretty nice, full frame version and widescreen commentary poster booklet. It's a slipcover as well mm. for DVD, which I haven't seen really in Arrow's stuff, but all right, mm-hmm. nice enough. Not bad for seven fifty. And for my last pickup, um, I've been trying to get this since we did Evil Dead. I've got my ultimate edition of Evil Dead one, right? Um, and I've got Blu-ray of Evil Dead two, which is nice looking. That's fine. Um, but I had been looking a lot on when I was reading about the first one. It was a full frame version. I thought, like you know, much like the the first one of the second one. Right. It was only one way he get it. it was getting Anchor Bay's um, special edition Blu-ray uh, DVD that they did. Okay. Um, I think it was a special edition. Anyway, <clears throat> that had the the four three and the 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 matted sixteen nine. Right. So I heard about those a limited edition steel tin. Ah. Like proper, not a steel, not a steel book, a steel tin. Mm. Right. Old school. I thought that's quite interesting. It's like limited to fifty thousand. So I thought I'll try and get with it of one. Um, I managed to get it for seven ninety nine. Ah. Um, like which I don't know how I managed it, but 
like they were all go- well. You're talking about usually going for about twenty quid. Mm. Um, got it for seven ninety nine. Pretty happy with it. Pretty nice. Let's look at this kit then. Does look like a biscuit to fuck off. It does look like a biscuit to Um Sold, um, I've got an issue actually about a condition listing for, for uh, eBay, not for this. Uh, sold um, as like in good condition, so I was fairly happy with it. It's got a kind of poster reproduction like thingy, a little bit of thing in the corners and stuff, but I can like, deal with that, right? Because I knew what I was getting and it's pretty rare, mm-hmm. right? Um, nice booklet by Bruce Campbell. Again, some corner damage, but I'm okay with it. Um, quite nice. A little thing advertised in one of the games, but it comes like a CD box. Aye, it's kind of weird. I know it's <laughs> it's like totally like um the first days of DVD almost, right. isn't it? <laughs> like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> um, but I quite like it. Right. I like the artwork. It's pretty cool. Um, so you know the kind of iconic Evil Dead artwork by that guy. You know the guy. Oh, aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, for seven ninety nine, I thought it was a pretty decent pickup. So the tin, the tins, and I'd say more or less, is a, maybe I'll be down there, but it's in decent condition. It is a bit like a biscuit tin mm-hmm. again, I guess, Gary. But I think it looks nice. No, it's alright. Yeah. Mm. What if a seven ninety nine? See, I wanted. I really just wanted it for the the full frame version, because uh, I think the film is matted. Um, it's actually surprising a decent transfer, and it, I'd heard that the the older transfer wasn't great, but it's it's, it's, it's fine. You know what I mean? It's obviously DVD quality, but like it's, when you're watching in the f- the full frame, you get the kind of it's not as harsh green right. as you do in, in the, the 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 matted. You know, obviously like with the first one. Um, so yeah, pretty happy with that. A couple of weeks ago, I picked up a few things HMV in the Blue Cross sale. Mm-hmm. I got uh, the documentary Cormoran's World oh, yep, on Blu-ray. Six pounds. It's not bad. Good. Uh, it's a pretty good documentary. Sadly, it's a bit short. I found 86 oh. minutes. Oh, right. It did me more. Yeah. But it's got, like, some some good interviewees in it. It's got Scorsese, Ron Howard, uh, William Shatner. The Shat. So, yeah. Um, and I got this I Spit in Your Grave mm. where the UK one um, basically just to get the Package. packaging yeah it's nice yeah it's from 101 Films mm-hmm. so I wonder where they get the idea for the slipcase I wonder it's quite familiar but yeah, I can't quite place no it no window but right. <laughs> that may have been too much fun to put up yeah um, yeah I'm jealous of this one this was the one I tried to get in Glasgow as well but right. the only one I could find was a little tattered and stuff so mm-hmm. um that's a really nice find. Yeah, because I'd also picked up the US Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So I put that inside. Oh, you got the US Blu-ray yeah, in there? Yeah. When did yeah. you get that? Just came through last week. All oh, right. Aye. Uh, so that came in like an eco case. Ah, so yeah. Even, so yeah, you want to get that in there. Yeah. I also picked up Sallow, mm-hmm. the BFI edition. Um, It's got a bunch of like documentaries and stuff, which went on the Criterion edition. True. About Pasolini and all that. So got they're usually quite expensive. Got a decent deal on that. It's like nine pounds. Some mm, so. some masters of cinema. Mm. Uh, Fear and desire finally oh, came through. Oh yes, uh-huh. I had to wait ages for it. Zavi was a bit sluggish in getting out, ah, but okay. I was wanting to say something about the shorts. Mm-hmm. A wee bit disappointing. Oh really? Um, I don't know where they got the transfers from. 
But Day of the Fight, that's substantially better than the version I had. Uh-huh. But for some reason, it's a shorter cut, which I don't quite understand. But the the one that I had had a bit of intro, I had sort of an intro section, mm-hmm. which possibly Kubrick didn't direct, that was put on by the distributor or something. Right. But that's no one's edition. <clears throat> right, so you think... So it could be that. Mm. So a wee bit of a shame. And also Flying Padre looks much worse than the version that's available online. Oh, really? Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. It looks like it's come from a video, <laughs> like a VHS copy. Right. So I don't know where that other re- version is from. So are they just in standard there for... Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. So that's a wee bit hmm. disappointing. Seafarers is slightly better. It's been restored, but... It still looks quite rough, but there you go if you're interested in the yeah. shorts. Beware. <laughs> the actual the actual film looks really good, um, generally. Mm-hmm. Although it does have quite a lot of um, like emulsion specs, mm-hmm. quite a, a constant barrage. Right, I found, right. Which okay. a wee bit distracting, but it's this thing where restoration you take out the big stuff and then the wee stuff looks big sometimes. Aye, I get you. I've heard mm-hmm. restorers talk about that. Mm-hmm. I got two of the Hitchcock. Blu-rays, the MGM titles. Oh yeah, uh-huh. There's the US ones, eh? Yeah. Spellbound and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. They're going quite cheap. I got Amazon, six pounds something. Uh, dot com. Oh, dot UK. Oh really? Yeah. Right. Didn't get notorious. Yeah. For some reason, that was still that was higher priced. Right. So still to get that one. Was it? Is it from the third party? Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I got Fort Apache from John Ford on Blu-ray. I think this was a crazy price on Amazon.com, £3.17 or something like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I was, it was a point where I was skint, but I don't know, I couldn't pass that up. <laughs> oh. um, this is from, this is actually Warner Brothers, put this out. Also, I got one of the Warner Brothers steelbooks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Treasure of the, of the Sierra Madre. Yep, uh, nice. It's quite nice, I also got the Maltese Falcon, but I had to send that back. It came with a dent, a big dent on it. Oh, as if somebody had stamped on it or something. Of a beach. So that's coming back to me. And I got the Jazz Singer Dudgy book. Ooh, that's nice. Mm. I haven't cracked into that yet, but it's got some good... It's quite a lot of stuff on it. I think it's a Blu-ray and two DVDs. Yeah. Well, that's nice, isn't it? That's yeah. huge. Is the book in, uh, attached? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the US? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It came with a few wee things, but yeah. Sometimes it, uh, I've seen like or? you get a bit of wear there. Uh-huh. I don't know if that was sort of that transit damage or it's that album my good fellas one as well. If they sometimes put the shrink wrap onto it tight, right? And then when it's like <clears throat> a different color, like the the good fellas one's weird because it's like a uh, red, but it's got silver underneath. So it kind of right. shows up when yeah. you get a bit of wear yeah, and yeah, it stands out. Um, is that a brand new eye? Yeah, yeah. I love much, that cover. Much was that? It's amazing. It was came to about twenty pounds or something. Right. Very expensive. But yeah. Some Imagine. DVDs to oh. finish off. Ah, yes. The old black metal veins. Nice, finally. From Was for Valentine. The uncut and uncensored edition, right. which is unavailable in Blu-ray. Which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they released it. It was Blu-ray. a shorter domestic cut. They called it on the Blu-ray version. That's odd. Which um, I don't see why they wouldn't put this in blue if they were going to do it because you're kind of penalising 
people who want to buy the Blu-ray. Because mm-hmm. who's going to... Everyone's going to buy this. Who's mm-hmm. going to want to see it? Yeah. So you would think charge them more and you'll get more Blu-ray sales mm-hmm. if you put this version in Blu-ray and had the other of version in DVD. So. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess if they did done that, it was only their films and they put it out, there might be a backlash people mm-hmm. who don't want to have the Blu-ray. Yes, so. But uh, yeah, it's watched it yesterday. Oh, did you? Hear? Yeah, it's really good actually. Yeah. Um, it goes a bit strange at the end, where he actually um, obviously manipulates the documentary. Okay. Right. He takes it, and the last half an hour goes off, and it comes a bit more of a film, in itself. Right. Okay. It's a bit. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I I didn't realize it at first. I was watching it. I thought, hmm. Guess a bit fucked up at the end. I'm thinking, is that is that actually happening? Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> then in some of the extras, he's talking about how he was saying to the actors, we might do some sort of role play and stuff. Are you okay with that? Right. Yeah. Hmm. God. It's still pretty good though. Yeah. 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 I got the haunted castle. This is a my film. Uh huh. Yeah, Masters of Cinema DVD. This is one of the ones that is quite a recent release mm-hmm. so I'm thinking they won't put it in Blu-ray right, anytime okay. soon yeah mm-hmm. right so again what we what we want to next do we think what we got next for next episode our next episode I think we're going to do another Harmony Crane film sure his second feature known as Julian Donkey Boy got you sounds good Gary sounds good Um, just one that I want to see so that's, you've uh, recommended that quite highly for anyone who's just joining us, for if this is maybe your first podcast, um, welcome. Um, if you'd like to reach us at all, you can reach us on Facebook. Yep. At facebook.com forward slash cinema subculture. Or uh, via our email address at cinema underscore subculture at hotmail.com. If anyone, we've spoken about it before, but... um. We could maybe do with some new artwork for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. If anyone fancies maybe sketching something up, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to try and work on something ourselves. But if you, if you have any ideas or if you're of an arty persuasion, which neither, well, I'm not, Gary, really, yourself. Not really. No, no. no. Um, not in the visual arts. Yeah, well, not field. in the drawing. I'm so good at the drawing. Right. Hit uh. us um, up, you know. Again, you'll get proper mention and or maybe maybe you've got your website maybe this is what you do we'll give you a bit of a, a spot you know yeah we'll give you a good pushing tell our pals you know <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah us up so join us next time for julian donkey boy on cinema subculture thanks for listening